Well, it's a blood moon out there tonight, and uh, sounds like it would be a nice romantic thing for you to do, to get out there with your lover and stare at the moon and then hop into your warm bed, and you know what else I would suggest. Anyway, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that tonight here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. I am Maureen McGrath. I am hosting this little sex show that Vancouver has on CKNW. It's always my pleasure to be here with you. Love coming to the show. I hope you do too. I imagine that you do. We are going to be talking about sex tonight because, well, this is a sex show, but a lot of you have been emailing me and also coming to my clinical practice and telling me that you like sex too, but you're not really having enough. Well, I'm not ignoring your emails. I'm going to answer all of those questions tonight. Fortunately, the Globe and Mail has done a survey, and I'm going to tell it like it is or isn't. And I will also be providing you with some practical tips to increase the frequency of sex in your life. So anything's better than zero, right? Uh, But also, first and foremost, uh, V-Love has generously provided me with some tickets to give out tonight to the West Coast Women's Show. It's at the Tradex, an exhibition It's at the Tradex Trade and Exhibition Center on October 16th, 17th, and 18th, a Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, the Ultimate Girls Weekend. I will be speaking there about the desire for desire and the magic all around that. Uh, So if you want to give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell, two VIP tickets for you, courtesy of V-Love. You know what V-Love does. Anyway, that's going to help to increase the desire as well. So we've got lots happening on the program tonight. Uh, I'm going to be talking beauty inside and out with Deb Drummond. She joins me in the studio. I also have a new ticker and pecker segment. Anyway, (laughs) not sure the powers to be will love that. But yes, that hot cardiologist has returned. Dr. John Weisler is here. We're going to be talking about cleansing, naturopathic medicine, and flossing your teeth and how that can add years to your life. And especially if you have sex, it's going to add way more years. So if you want to, if you don't want to have sex, don't worry about it. It's okay. Um, uh, Also... Before we carry on, uh, last year I was the MC at the Shakti Award Society Gala, and I presented the Re- Resilience Award to an amazing woman, Sim Sandu. She joins me on the line tonight here with her co-author. They have written an amazing book, Define, Define, and Angie and she are both on the line. Uh, hello, Sim and Angie. Hi, Marie. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Just uh, really excited to uh, hear your show tonight. Excellent. I hope (laughs) you're not alone out there. Anyway, um, so listen, you've written a great book. You have an event coming up on October 3rd. Um, So tell me a little bit in a nutshell, Sim, what has uh, what inspired you to write this book and both of you or both of you to write this book and also to create the event to share your knowledge and your experience with other people who may have gone through a similar challenging situation? Absolutely. Um, Maureen, it really uh, started from uh, the journey that I went through in my life and also Angie as well. And, you know, uh, just going through different challenges and uh, adventures in my life. And I realized that there was so much that I could do to help women uh, take control of their destinies and to unleash their inner potential. And um, so through that, Angie and I uh, co-authored uh, this wonderful inspirational book, Define and Defy. Um, 
And it, it really talks about how to overcome fear, how to unleash your inner potential, and how to overcome uh, so many different hurdles that come your way. And you had um, quite a significant hurdle in your life, didn't you? You were a very young woman in an abusive marriage. Absolutely, yes. I, I did go through that, and uh, through that I just gained the courage to get up and uh, really help women out who needed that support, who needed that guidance. But how did you how did you get out of that uh, marriage? Because that cannot have been easy, um, given the, you know, you were a young woman, your family had certain expectations, perhaps. Um, it's it, There's a shame associated with leaving a marriage. It can be very difficult uh, for women. Of course. Uh, Maureen, it wasn't easy. Uh, when I'd gone through that, I knew that I did not want to live a life of uh, abuse and uh, nothing but abuse. And so... Uh, through that, uh, leaving that marriage, I realized that I needed my support, which was family, friends, and uh, needed really great help to get me out of that uh, mindset of, um, you know, being uh, in a dark room, you know, um, where there's just negativity all around. And that's when I started just looking at uh, things that would inspire me to move forward, and that's exactly what I did. And, and if you don't mind, did you suffer emotional abuse or physical abuse or both? It was both. Uh, physical was uh, one of them as well, and also emotional. And, you know, they t- they both go together, uh, and it's, it's very hard because a lot of women and men go through that. And uh, I just realized that I did not want to um, be quiet about it. I wanted to come out and share my story with the world uh, to tell them that you too can, um, you know, escape whatever challenge you're going through and, you uh, do whatever you want in your life without any barriers holding you back. Okay, and Angie, what inspired you to co-author this book, Define and Defy? Yeah, for me, just going through, you know, a lot of uh, academic challenges coming out of university and just not having things go the way I planned and, you know, getting used to being used to structure and stuff and not having things go my way, it just really put me into this did you fail? Wow. Did you fail a course? I mean, failure is our greatest teacher. Did you? What? What was? Absolutely. What? You know, I learned that after a few months. Uh, I it, for me, it was not getting into a program that I really wanted coming out of university, and I was just lost for the first time in my life. You know, did, just getting did, rejected. Yeah. Did you let other people down? Did you feel you had let other people down with that? I think for me, it was just I let myself down. And rejection. You hadn't had suffered rejection prior to that? No. I wasn't used to this kind of academic rejection. No, not at all. Okay. And and rejection is tough, but it, rejection is a great uh, teacher. So the two of you have uh, come together, not only um, written a fabulous book, but you also uh, are having an inspirational event called Create Your Extraordinary Life. It's at the South Surrey Arts Center on October 3rd at 2 p.m., Turnbull Gallery. So um, that's that's next weekend? Yes, it is, coming and, up this Saturday. Fantastic. And that's a free event, is that correct? It's a free event, yeah. So uh, this is a, uh, an event for the ladies. Uh, in the two hours, you'll be learning about the importance of how the story you tell yourself you can uh, can either restrict or empower you for your own personal growth and development. So we'll have a lot of interactive and fun exercises to help the individuals come in and sink in with what uh, what you learn and with what the action needs to be 
to uh, to be taken on your part in order for you to take your life to the next level. You make so a great be- point. I think a lot of us go around in life and we tell ourselves a story about ourselves and our lives that we want to hear. Denial plays a big role there. Um, we don't admit to some of perhaps we we don't allow ourselves to feel some of the feelings and process some of the pain and go through it to make sure that we can get out and be better on the other side. Absolutely, yes. That's fantastic. So where can people go for tickets? Actually, uh, they can just uh, find us on Facebook. So if you uh, punch in, uh, create your extraordinary life in the search button, they'll be able to uh, find our event. And they can just RSVP um, on that page and I will be at the South Surrey Arts Center um, for between two to four in the Turnbull Gallery. So we hope that you know the women can arrive 15 minutes early to you know just kind of feel the energy in the room and get to know some of us. Um, but also, it's it's just a way for women to get out there and uh, start. Um, really going in the direction uh, that they want to go into. And it could be a first great step for many women. Thank you so much, and thank you for the amazing work that you have done. You're truly inspirational. Thank you so much, Maureen. Oh, and, you're welcome. Uh, we look forward to uh, hearing more of your shows. Wonderful. Okay. Well, Ticker and Peckers are up next, so <laughs> we're going to get a little less serious now. But do call me, anybody out there, for those free tickets from V-Love, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can always email me, and you do. And I love it. Sextalk at cknw.com or nursetalk at hotmail.com, either one. So when I come back, that promised business around it's actually around blood flow and all of that anyway i will welcome that hot cardiologist maureen uh doctor no that's not me Uh, (laughs) dr john weisler (laughs) when i return i'm maureen mcgrath you are listening to the cknw sunday night sex show Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I have Holly on the line. Hello, Holly. Hello. Hello, Holly. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So you want to go to the West Coast Women's? I do. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Two tickets for you, Holly. Thank you. You're welcome, courtesy of V-Love. Love it. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank well, you so I'll look forward to meeting you out there. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be lots of fun. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, Eliza on the line. Hello, Eliza. Hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Excellent, thank you. So you want to win some tickets and go to the show, do you? I would love that. Excellent. Well, I have two tickets for you as well, courtesy of V-Love. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Well, thanks for the call. My pleasure. Take care. You too. Bye. Hi. Bye. Hi. Uh, (laughs) Hello to all of you who are listening out there. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I have embarrassed this next guest for the rest of his life. <laughs> for starters, I uh, I had to turn cleansing and gut relationships to health into something sexy for Linda Steele on Friday afternoon. And so I went on about the hot cardiologist who stands six nine, by the way. He's married, so don't be calling in or emailing me asking me if he's going to leave his wife. He's not going to. He's smitten with her. <laughs> and uh, so don't even try. Uh, but yes, I went on about his his uh, drop-dead good looks. 
Welcome to the studio, Dr. Weisler. Wow, thank you very much, Marine. Great to be here. Thank you very much. And I have confessed to you, did I not? I'm a good you Catholic. Did. Yes, you did. Yep, it's all good. Bless me, John, for I have sinned. It uh, <laughs> was quite the so. compliments, Marine, actually. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good, actually. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> Uh, I can get in trouble for that. Anyway, uh, some they've already accused me of flirting too much with the male callers. Now they're going to say I'm flirting with the guests, there the male guests. <laughs> flirting is an art. Uh, you ought to do it more often. It's a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much for coming to the studio. Dr. John Weisler, who's cardiologist on the North Shore, also to some of our sports teams here, your beloved Whitecaps, BC yeah. Lions, whoever wants to have their ticker checked. Uh, but ticker health is related to pecker health and um, or penis uh, health. But we're going to kind of get away from that a little bit, but it may actually in, uh, impact, some of the subjects we're talking about tonight may impact blood flow and improve erection function for people. Well, they certainly can. I mean, um, some of the topics we're going to discuss, uh, things like toxins or exposure to bacteria, that sort of thing, you know, something that's bad for one part of our ba- body is kind of bad for all of our body. You know, inflammation uh, sort of goes everywhere and it uh, has a lot of harmful effects, both on the heart, the penis or vagina and, and elsewhere for sure. Did you say vagina? No. <laughs> Just kidding. I get in so much trouble for saying vagina. Friends of mine are like, Maureen, I heard your show, but you're like saying vagina again. But anyway, it's an organ. It's an important organ. Uh, they have no indeed. problem yep. with penis. I can talk about that. This till is the, a sexual health show. Till I'm it would blue be okay. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's just start off with something simple that I didn't realize people were not aware of, and that's flossing. Flossing is important for heart health. It is. Um, the uh, I forget the exact number of lives that you gain if you floss, but it's somewhere between two and six that I've read. If you floss regularly, you live an extra f- uh, few years. And, you know, like many of these things, it's a correlation, you know, the exact way it does that is not known. But a lot of people think that it's because of the bacteria that flossing removes. The bacteria in our mouth um, yes. have a predilection for our heart and some of them are implicated in how our arteries get damaged and how, you know, how we develop cholesterol in our heart. Why does it stick in our heart? And so um, the thought is that if you floss and you remove these bacteria more effectively, you're less likely to get heart disease later in life. Oh. And, and that sort of that trend is shown. If you floss, you're less likely to get it and you're more likely to live longer, basically. Okay. And so you can have more sex, but people That's aren't right. having sex. I'm going to address that in the second half of the program. So <laughs> they're not having it, so they may not want to live that much longer. Um, they're suffering right now. Also, the other reason I wanted to talk to you is because I, I came upon an article that said, uh, what happens uh, to, what, what conversation does the traditional doctor have with the naturopathic doctor when a patient dies? Traditional doctors uh, who are certified, board certified physicians and, and special specialty physicians, they're, they're held to a very high standard. One mistake can result in, a, in litigation and a big lawsuit, and there's lots of fear around that. I've spoken to a number of physicians about this. I do some expert witness nursing reporting work, and um, what, what are the conversations that naturopathic doctors have with traditional doctors around patient care? Well, this is a, a fascinating topic. And I mean, I, I, there's a pretty good article on this recently that I saw. And, you know, I think the answer is we don't have much at all in the way of conversations with them. We're really, uh, I think, um, we sort of exist in many ways in two separate worlds. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. I think as traditional doctors, we, we put a premium on science and try to be as rigorous and have as good evidence as we can. I think a lot of naturopathic doctors do sincerely want to help people. I mean, there's some interesting stories maybe where that's not always been true, but I think most of them are probably good people. But 
I think um, their their sort of way of approaching people is very different. We focus on treating specific sick illnesses in many cases. Naturopaths, they have a sort of more uh, holistic way of going about things. And often if a patient comes to one or the other, the two don't usually, they don't usually link up. So when we've had bad outcomes, you know, there, there haven't been, um, there haven't been a, a much communication at all. I mean, I've certainly never had the opportunity to speak with them. The, um, the uh, article that I read too, it was referencing some very sad cancer cases where the patients actually uh, went without traditional Western chemotherapy and uh, and went with these alternative remedies instead, and they were not effective, and the patient the patient died. And you know what a shame it was that you know no spotlight could be brought on. Was this a deceptive practice practiced by the naturopathic doctor? Was it you know uh, was it just innocent, but you know something that went wrong? You know, so so really nothing. And in terms of follow up, there's not very much basically. That's right. I have a number of patients who decide to forego traditional medicine, especially chemotherapy, and mm-hmm. then they will tell me they're heading off to their naturopath. And, you know, they're they're buying hundreds of mm-hmm. thousands of dollars worth of vitamins and supplements and herbs to treat their cancer, yeah. which there is no evidence to support that it is actually going to. Yeah, this is the big problem. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know a lot of people love uh, this. I don't want to name anybody in particular, but I will in this case, uh, uh, while recognizing, you know, the jury's out, but there's this one, uh, Mercola.com. It's a very famous naturopathic physician, works out of Illinois in the States, and he has um, a lot of articles on there, both on how you can help reduce cancer risk and avoid cancer, and also for heart disease. I mean, I've had patients myself say no to bypass or medications and go off and do, you know, naturopathic or alternative therapies. And um, the uh, the uh, the ones on, on Mercola.com, he, he's got articles on there saying, you know, discussing how gut bacteria are linked to developing heart disease risk. So if you take, for example, probiotics, which of course he happens to sell mm-hmm. on the same website, you can reduce your risk. Um, and I looked up the trials he quotes because on his site, he's actually mentioned a couple of science science studies. There are, you know, there are some science studies that references, but they're very basic, very basic science studies that again show uh, a correlation, two things tend to occur together, but they don't really explain how things happen. And he takes very selective quotes from the authors of the studies, you know, quoting that, you know, for example, metabolic variants from bacteria are linked with heart disease risk, but then it doesn't follow that, you know, taking all these supplements is actually going to do anything to reduce that risk. And, and uh, the, you know, all the, all the um, probiotics and everything that he studies have never been properly evaluated. Exactly. And so, I, you know, sometimes people can be misled because they may see something that says all natural, but they don't understand mm-hmm. that it's actually pretty simple to get something approved by Health Canada, mm-hmm. you know, all the, that all natural category. Well, yeah, the, the approvals for, um, you know, a natural product or a supplement, it's entirely different and far less rigorous than, than medications. And, you know, I don't mean to say that medications are perfect or that they're Absolutely. flawless. They're, they're not, but, uh, but they're much more rigorously evaluated and studied. Most of these supplements basically have very little uh, or anything to stand behind them. That's right. There is something for that holistic approach, I will say. I have a very good friend who's a GP, and he said to me, Maureen, I try this, and I write prescriptions, and I do this, and I send them for this, and what else can I do? And I said Mm -hmm. to him, ask them how their life is. And he said, what? (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, because I think how somebody's life is going is reflective of what is happening uh, with their disease condition or their health or depression or anxiety or excessive drinking or something like that. So I think really taking that holistic approach, like what's going on. And often when I see my patients with their sexual health issues, it's really around how they're living their lives. And that's why they're not having sex. So mm-hmm. a holistic approach is great.
I know I, you do that. I, I think that's a, a great comment. I mean, you know, as sometimes as a cardiologist in particular, we're kind of, you know, we're very focused on getting that cholesterol down or things like that. But if you can go a bit further, why isn't the patient exercising or, you know, making good food choices? And, you know, there's probably other pressures, you know, a stressful home environment or, uh, you know, some other reason that they can't look after themselves, can't get out Absolutely. there and do what they need to do for Absolutely. sure. So the whole person is very important. Yeah. Not only is this cardiologist hot, but he's cool. He's on Twitter. So... <laughs> What's your Twitter handle? It's uh, John RV Cardio, J-O-H-N-R-V Cardio. And I know some listeners have gone to see you as patients and they've been delighted with uh, the work that you've done for them. So thank you so much for all the great work. Yes, and uh, so it's always a pleasure to have Dr. John Weisler. Hopefully he'll return again to my program. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to talk about beauty and what that means. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I am Maureen McGrath. I'm a sex expert. I'm also hosting the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. If you're just joining me now, uh, I, I love this email. I love nothing more than a sense of humor. You can give me a million dollars on one side and a sense of humor on the other, and I will always take the sense of humor. Anyway, dear Maureen, I imagine you are getting ready for your sex show this evening. Then I ask myself, what does one do to get ready for a sex talk radio show? I imagine you do a lot of voice exercises and practice some deep tone, respectful laughs. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Tom, for that email. Um, love that. Yeah, that's exactly how I practice for the sex show. Actually, I was having a dinner party and I had to leave. I had to leave everybody there. <laughs> and instruct them to take the pie out of the oven and that the dishes needed to be washed by hand. Hopefully they've cleaned up. Um, Anyway, uh, great to be here with you tonight. And, um, you know, I get a lot of women in my clinical practice and they are coming in exhausted, quite frankly. They're not putting any time into themselves. They're not having sex either because they are too tired. They don't look that great, I will say. I don't really like to judge people, but I have to say they look worn and tired. There's no time for makeup. Um, not that I'm a big makeup person myself. I do keep it in my car because, uh, you know, just in case I need to, an emergency, uh, the plastic surgeon is not available. I need some uh, quick cover-up. But um, here to talk to me tonight about beauty is Deborah Drummond-Backer. She's with Narium International. Her website is dbacker.nerium.ca. Welcome to the studio, Deb. Hello. Good oh, evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are oh, you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. So this beauty myth, this whole thing about, well, I mean, you know, I always look around at people. I'm not judging them, but I'm just looking around thinking, you know what? There's really no beauties. <laughs> no one's really that good looking. <laughs> no one's really drop dead, gorgeous. You know, I mean, everyone, in, because I really feel that is what is inside, what somebody's personality is, what makes them beautiful and what makes me attracted to them. If they have a sense of humor, if they're kind, if they're funny, if they're interesting, smart is always good. Uh, so what is this beauty, uh, you know, but, but women, especially as women, after they have babies, they might let themselves go. The kids look fabulous, but they look awful. They gain weight. I hate to say that. Um, but they, 
they're putting everybody else ahead of themselves. I was actually taught by the nuns at the Catholic school where I went, where I attended. Um, you know, you're, you look at, uh, you, you are the number one person to you. You brush your teeth in the morning, floss, of course, uh, wash your face, brush your hair. So tell me about this, this beauty myth. Well, I think that, you know, a lot of people are uh, afraid to talk about that you need to take care of yourself. Um, like, even when you're talking there about, you know, I don't want to judge, I don't want to say... Oh, I'm judging, yeah. <laughs> you know, Totally judging. That, that looks matter, we don't want to talk about how looks matter, but you know what, I think, I think when we talk about beauty and taking care of yourself, yes, there's lots of different reasons why we don't do that little extra bit, but then there's lots of reasons why we do. And I think the one that women are more scared to admit is that we feel better when we look better. And, and honestly, I think people are afraid that people are going to say that's superficial. But you know what? It's just the truth. You know what? I take a lot of extra effort to make sure that my house is beautified. I really, I feel better in my designer dress than I do in my sweatpants. Oh, I ski way better <laughs> in a good looking outfit. And I play tennis right. way, so much right. more powerful right. in a Lululemon skirt. Yeah. So I, you know, I, hear I get people, it. Yeah. And I hear people say, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to spend that on myself. I don't want to take that time to do that skincare regime that, you know, we may be talking about or, and they really feel that it's superficial. And when you talk about the things that make people beautiful, of course, it's not just our appearance, but honestly, when you look in the mirror or you've just had your hair cut or you've just come out getting your nails done and you think that you look better to you, you feel better. You step stronger. Um, you can always tell in someone's eyes. I, I, you know, from someone who's in the age business, you can always tell by someone's eyes I, how old they are or how old they feel. And if you look better and you do the things just a little bit to make yourself feel better, you act different and you are more attractive, not just to the opposite sex, but to yourself. And right? you present better to the world. And this has to do with job interviews and Absolutely. meeting new people and going to a party. Absolutely. You know what? I was, what was it, a couple of months ago? And it's not the first time that Vancouver was called the least fashion city in Vancouver. I it's, believe it. Someone, it was someone, <laughs> someone did an article about how Vancouver had the most ugliest people, that we're the, the oh, least, least thought, yes, and the least fashion, clothes. no, no, the oh. least fashion conscious. And I was like, yes, somehow it's been okay to go grocery shopping in the same clothes <laughs> you go, like that you went you know, to bed in the night uh, before sweatpants <laughs> are not you know not mandatory to go grocery shopping but it's just the things that we do for ourselves and i think that the big fear is that it's going to come off as superficial and not i mean i'm in the natural health field right so it's like it's not natural and it's not it's not healthy and you know we should be doing other things there's a lot of things that you could be doing to to take care of yourself you know food diet exercise but your skin and how you look and how you appear to the world and yourself is important and so what are some of the best tips you have to take care of your skin so that it doesn't age and we don't look our age, but we look younger. Seven years, you have sex twice a week, three times a week, you're going to look seven years yes. younger. So that's number one. <laughs> that's number one. Let's just cover, let's just get that one <laughs> right out. that one off, yeah, baby. Sex. Okay, so obviously physical endurance or physical exercise. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big one on aromatherapy. You know, I'm an aromatherapist. So aromatherapy on the skin. Um, I'm a huge non-toxic person. So the skincare that I use obviously has no toxins in it. Um, so taking care of your skin from a skincare regime, um, 
lymphatic drainage, a lymphatic drainage massage, lymphatic drainage, paying attention to your lymphatic system is a, is a really big one for me in terms of natural skin care and natural health care. Um, what are some of the simple things? Like what should somebody do before they go to bed at night after they put the silver balls into their vagina <laughs> to increase arousal? What should they do when they are brushing their teeth after they've flossed? Now they're brushing. Uh, so the, How about their face? So, what okay, should they so wash you know it what? with? I mean, honestly, I mean, the product that I use, um, shall I say, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I use the product from our company. It's called Optimera. It's Everything in one step. I mean, honestly, I don't. We don't have a lot of time. So the product that I found had the most science, um, had the least carcinogens. Um, I've never seen the results anything like it in my 25 years. And does this basically. wash and tone and moisturize and do everything? It does everything. It's a multitasking. You can wash cream. your face with soap and water, like me, or if you're hung on to a cleanser that you like, try to make sure it's non-carcinogenic. And um, it's called Optimary. You put four pumps, a little bit of water to make it movable, and put it on your face and your neck, your chest, and the back of your hands. And that is really where people see age. It's not just from chin to forehead and ear to ear. So um, you put it on before you go to bed. You go to bed, you wake up, it's done. It's in your so system. So you, you wa- do you wash your face with soap and water before I do. you go to bed first? And then you and use then, your Yeah, then I use this Optimera cream. Okay. Um, go to bed, wake up, have a shower, put on the day cream, and I'm done. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Well, you know what? I think you make some great points about uh, looking good and feeling good and taking care of yourself. I, I, the only advice I have is feel good all under. That's your little <laughs> secret. So, you know, um, but you know, I'm getting in trouble Wait. for some of these comments that I make. No, no, that's okay. We have a product for that too. Not, not, do you? We have a whole well, body firm me. that's what just come out. Oh my gosh. It's uh, okay. It's the same thing. It's a one step. So twice a day, if you have time, do it once when you come out of the shower. And what it does is it firms all the muscles and reduces the appearance of cellulite. So, uh, so you're putting, uh, I'll, be, I'll be like slathering it all over my Yes, you are. You're thighs, under the arms, everywhere. your thighs, your belly, your buttocks. And, and Maureen, I have to tell you, I'll I take, can say it on this show because it's probably the only show I get to say it on. I thought, okay, if it firms everywhere, let's try the chest area. Oh, okay? it's okay. Yeah, you okay, can say breasts. And I did. And my girlfriend, Liza, came over to go swimming and she was like, oh my word, what have you done? I'm like, I know, I can't get into my shirts. <laughs> so it makes things perky. It makes er. things perky. Er, and oh, lifts fantastic. Up. Yes, it does. That's amazing. All right. If you can leave 17 gallons of that for me by, <laughs> the, by the door, that'll be wonderful. Thank you so much, Deb Drummond-Backer. Your website is? dbacker.nerium.ca. Outstanding. And when I come back, I am going to answer this tweet. Why is it that women are attracted to men with accents? I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. It was full of sound. I've been the studio a horse with no name sometimes you do feel like you're in the desert there down there ladies you know what i'm saying and that could be a cause for low sexual desire and how satisfied you are with your sex life so if things are desert like down below there's lots of personal moisturizers you can use like repigine which is an ovule v love which is a gel and uh, a cream, Dr. Uaqua. So there's lots of options. You can also use coconut oil as well. And there's something new on the market that contains coconut oil, and that is Joy Gel. So you can use any one of those. So uh, this week in my clinical practice, I just seem to be getting an influx of couples who are not having sex. They generally, the 
male partner phones me and uh, or doesn't phone me because actually I don't give out my phone number. <laughs> Ask me to phone them uh, or email them back. They want an appointment and they basically present um, with their wives or partners and, and I'll say, so why are you here to see me? And they will say, well, I want to have more sex and my wife doesn't want to have more sex. And, and it's the same. It's basically, I've honestly had 10 or 12 couples in the last 10 days and I haven't even been in the office all that much. And uh, one thing that happened really struck home for me or, or basically mortified me when a couple who was not having sex and she was literally exhausted. She made me exhausted. I have a lot of energy, but as I was looking at her thinking all the things she was doing, I was getting tired. And so she said that every Sunday night, her husband is chasing her with headphones because they had little kids and chasing her with headphones and saying, you've got to listen to this woman who talks about sex. Who's telling us to have sex (laughs) anyway? And the wife, of course, does not want to put the headphones on. She said she's doing dishes. She's getting ready for the week because she works outside of the home. She's got three little kids under the age of six. And I just burst out laughing. And we we all burst out laughing. I said, you must hate me. And she actually said, pretty much. Um, And so I get that. I do get it. Uh, no, anyway, I digress. <laughs> Sex bird joke. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I get it. Uh, no, um, I hope you do too. Uh, but anyway, so I also get lots of emails. And uh, I got an, this is a very common email that I get. Hi, Maureen, you're always talking about sex. So my question is, how much is too much or too little sex? I've been married for 26 years and would like to have sex back in my life. It only happens about five to six times a year. It is my wife and not me that does not want to have sex. Thank you, John. So these emails are coming really commonly, and I wanted to let you know that this is actually a very common problem. I actually said tonight uh, at the dinner party, I'm surprised anybody's having sex. I mean, in my world, that's all I see is is uh, very, very few people that are having sex. And sometimes they get a medical condition. Those that are having sex will get a medical condition, and that will put an end to their sex lives. Another patient, this was totally embarrassing as well. She was absolutely lovely and she had low sexual desire and she had a couple of, she had a prolapse. So her bladder had fallen down. So I was helping her with a pessary, fitting her with that. And um, I asked her if she was sexually active and she told me that her husband had erectile dysfunction. And I said, oh, well, there's treatment for that. And has he tried any? I asked. And she said, well, he tried the medication, but he got significant side effects. So I started mentioning some other treatment options for him, like the vacuum pump or penile injections. I know that sounds lovely, but it actually works quite well. Pellets, uh, also the elater. And she was quite uh, enamored with all of these choices. And she, I could see she was getting kind of excited. She said, I had no idea that any of these treatment options were available for him. And I said, listen, if anybody can get your husband to have an erection, it's me. <laughs> I didn't realize what I said. And we all burst out laughing. Or just she and I. Anyway, we're the only two in the room. But um, the Globe and Mail. So this is a very common problem. And there's a number of reasons why people don't have sex. And but you know it's really important. I spoke with Deb Drummond earlier, about, Deb Drummond Backer earlier about taking care of yourself, and this is probably the number one reason for low sexual desire in women. But this poll or the survey that was done by the Globe and Mail, it was actually a pretty large and rigorous survey, if you can have a rigorous survey. But ten thousand people opened up about what they want and what they actually get in their relationships and in their sex lives. It's interesting to note that 
76%, that's the spirit, of people are happy in their relationships, but 51% say that they are unhappy with their sex lives. And there's a big mismatch there. And this one couple, or actually every couple um, that I will ask, um, you know, depending on how little sex that they're having and how long it's gone on, uh, if uh, treatment doesn't work, or there's suggestions, they don't take the suggestions and things don't change. And if I ask the male partner uh, what will happen, because that's who has presented to me this week was mostly the men um, with their bringing their wives in. Usually it's the other way around. The wives are bringing their husbands in for to the doctor. But I say, do you know what the risk of a sexless marriage is? And, and if it's less than 10 times a year, it is a sexless marriage. And the the one man came right out and he said, yes, I will go somewhere else. He would not leave the relationship, but he would cheat on his wife. And that can become a huge problem. So 86% of the 10,000 people that were asked want sex at least once a week. And I did have that question as well from a patient this week. And she said, what if I'm in love with my husband and I only want sex once a week. Is that okay? And and of course, that is fine. It's one thing to be in love with your husband, but you got to be physically attracted to him as well. That's something altogether different. And that's why it's really important that people take care of themselves and look good. Um, 61% of people prioritize quality of sex over quantity. Found that a little hard to believe. But um, I think a lot of people like a lot of sex. Uh, they'd be happy with just any kind of sex. But, but it's interesting. Most of the people who filled out the survey were men. Men, were men, I think it was about um, 75% male and 25% female. No surprise that uh, the men are filling out the sex surveys about how much sex do you want. 66% of these people said that sex is just part, is just one part of a full life. So if you worry about not having enough sex, why do you feel that way? So for people in this survey, they felt 46% of the people felt they felt closer and more connected to their partner. Some felt sex made them feel more attractive. Only 2.4% felt that sex made them more attractive. Let me tell you, sex makes you a lot better looking. I can tell the ones on the street who are having sex and who aren't. And they are the pretty people. Um, Sex feels good and de-stresses me. That was 30% of people. I think that's an important aspect. I, I really am trying to be an advocate for making sex be a he- really a health issue, uh, really, because it is related to your health. It's related to your heart health, your vaginal health, your penile health, your skin health. It increases blood flow. Um, what's the longest people had gone without sex in this survey? 38.2% had gone a few months and 28% of people had gone a year or more. 10% of people had gone a week and, and I'm not actually sure how they define sex, if that was sex with another person or sex with yourself. Solo sex is okay. Um, in fact, it can be very good, but you don't want to continuously, if you're in a partnered relationship, you don't want to have solo sex all the time. How often do you have sex? Uh, big question. Everybody wants to know that. There's really no answer for that. But according to this survey, 39% of people have sex once a week. And people who have se- sex several times a month, give or, give or take 32%. 21%, which goes along with the literature um, of people are in a sexless relationship. That means they are with somebody, want to be with somebody, but they're not having sex. And 6.4% of the 10,000 people were single and currently not sexually active. 
Um, anyway, so about 70% of the respondents were male and 31% were female. So anyway, it's an interesting study. And there are things that you can do and taking care of yourself is key. Not taking on everything. Don't be a perfectionist. Let your children make their own beds, even if they are a mess. If you're working outside of the home, I think that's grounds for a housekeeper inside of the home. I think you need to look at maybe your finances and look at where you're spending and look at what is important. For women, women need to take an hour a day to themselves to do absolutely nothing. You turn on the bath, you stick an onion in the oven, it smells like you're making a great meal, you take, you get takeout. I know that's not for everybody, but it's one way to do it. Um, but you really have to take care of yourself, and that one hour of downtime will equate to so much more time uh, where you ought to be spending, or, or you might like to spend it because it can be pleasurable and lovely for you. Anyway, that's just enough about sex and enough about me talking about sex. And, and you know what? You don't want to be all talk and no action, so... Get to it. When I come back, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be this week, uh, this fall, this term, whatever, and uh, and uh, wrap this baby up. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Oh, Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. Thanks so much for being here with me tonight. Thank you to my technical producer, Mr. Mike Given. Thank you so much, Mike. Great uh, song choices tonight. And uh, I couldn't do it without him pushing the buttons. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, let's see. You can always go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. I do blog about all of these issues at backtothebedroom-blog.ca or you can go on to the v-love.co website, uh, where I blog about intimacy and relationships. Um, I've got a bunch of speaking engagements coming up. To start with, I'll be speaking at the West Coast Women's Show at the Tradex Trade and Exhibition Center. I believe I'm there on October 17th on the Saturday, but uh, check the schedule to see when I'm going to be there because I don't really know just yet, cause, just because I haven't been told. There's some other events. Uh, it's a little early, but... Um, we are having a, a hosting a hot flash in the city. That's going to be in November, November seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. Um, at the, it's going to be in Coquitlam and West Vancouver and Vancouver as well. More information about that later. Next week, I'm going to give you some more tips on how to take care of yourself a little bit better, how to get back to the bedroom, how to engage more so with your lover, how to make sex a part of your relationship or or make it a more more of an important part, some actual specific tips that you can do, work on these things together. So uh, hopefully you will return to me next uh, next week. I wanted to th- uh, give a shout out to the to Bladder Cancer Canada. I was out there this morning at Deer Lake in Burnaby. Uh, it's a great organization. We raised close to $12,000 for our little walk that we had. We had about 50 people that came out for that. And uh, for next year, I'm going to be starting Team Maureen. So you can join me in the fight to raise awareness about bladder cancer, which often affects people's sexual function. Young men don't realize that if they're diagnosed with bladder cancer, they may need to have their prostate removed, and that can affect sexual function. So it's a very important organization. Big thanks to Dave Ruddy and Dr. Peter Black, who are out there with me as well. And also the BC Adaptive Snow Sports, um, to the woman who got 
the skis over me. Uh, I told you I have a radio show and uh, <laughs> I was going to talk about you. <laughs> anyway, enjoy those skis. Um, but uh, anyway, it's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you so much. You can email me, sextalk at cknw.com or nursetalk at hotmail.com. Remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CU. You have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.